0: Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Develop Element Unplugged, the official podcast of Develop Your Element, and uh, we're super excited. Uh, this week we're going to be covering regenerative spaces, and uh, I'm accompanied here by my mother Berenice. For those that don't know me, I'm Yannick, and uh, yeah, so basically regenerative spaces, it's one of those things we talk a lot about in Develop Your Element. It's one of those things that uh, we feel are crucial to to our, our well-being, basically, and uh, for those that don't know what regenerative spaces are, it's, it's basically those activities, those environments, those things that fill us with energy and with inner peace. And it can be uh, anything from finding the ideal level of stimulus for your personality. For extroverts, that means increasing social stimulus, more change, more movement, more physical movement. For introverts, that might mean finding certain tranquility, structure, order... And uh, for ambivert, somewhere in between. And uh, when we talk about these things, we have to also be careful not to generalize just based on personalities and understand we are a mix of many different personalities. So, in different moments, we need different types of stimulus, but it also depends on our personal interests, our goals, our uh, motivators. So, so, there are certain things in our, our lives that motivate us. So, today we're going to be discussing how to implement. Uh, these regenerative spaces in our lives in different ways, how to find them, how to find certain balance between our personalities because sometimes we have contrasting personalities uh, within ourselves that need different things and how we can stimulate all sides of our personality. Uh, So, yeah, Uh, let's get started. Um, Basically, I think it's a good... Let's start a little bit with, with how we started implementing mm, regenerative spaces in our life.
1: Yeah, because I can say it actually saved my life. I had an aneurysm at one point and I came, we were in Brazil. I was in Brazil in a tour, finishing one of my tours, about to embark to a tour of Europe and then China. Uh, when I had my aneurysm and I had to stop. And I was very lucky that Yannick was coming to Brazil and arrived to Brazil while I was recovering he didn't know I didn't want him to get worried because one of his personalities one of the elements
0: I'm a mastered worrying yeah uh, I, I worry on steroids
1: yes exactly because one of his the elements that uh, are part of his personality is the earth element which is always taking care of everybody and worrying about everybody and wants everybody to be happy and uh, and, and peaceful and his other energy the, his other element is fire that is steroids you know
0: well b- basically my fire side wants to find solutions quickly
1: yeah um, so so I didn't want him to worry I wanted to have everything under control before I informed him and he was giving classes in Sao Paulo so I, and I was in Sao Paulo at the time and I I visited him and I took a class with him and I said sweetie, I'm having problems regenerating. What is it about regeneration? I'm not understanding because I am not feeling very well. And I explained what it was happening and he said to me, oh, you're really just regenerating one part of your personality, which is also fire. and But your earthly side, we share the same elements, requires a different kind of regeneration. And as soon as he Told me and reminded me how to implement that part uh, and started generating. I started feeling better within days. And I was, I think I just took 15 days uh, before I started my tour. And uh, since then I haven't stopped. And it's really amazing because it's sometimes counterintuitive uh, and sometimes it's really what you you require. Uh, And we don't take the time because we are so busy with our lives, our daily lives, our daily worries, our daily uh, commitments that we forget to stop sometimes.
0: It's very easy to procrastinate these things because one of the things that happens with regenerative spaces is a lot of those activities, a lot of those environments that fill us with energy, that give us that inner peace, sometimes feel like a distraction. And feel like we're being irresponsible when we step into those environments.
1: Or a waste of time, uh, completely, because we need to get ahead. Yeah, know? I
0: mean, it, it happens to me a lot that that um, I want to be productive on my fiery side. I want to be like working and responsible and advancing all the time. And sometimes I kind of force productivity, and, and it's very important to kind of step away. Recharge my battery and then get back and be more productive and do more in less time. And then on kind of my earthly side, I want to take care of everyone. I want everyone to be happy. But like they say in airplanes, first if if the cabin pressure goes down in an airplane, first you gotta take the oxygen mask, put it on yourself, and then on other people because if you faint or if you die, you can't help other people. Exactly. So so you do gotta take care of your basic needs, um, so that you can you have more to give. So one of the things we talk about with the regenerative basis is we've got to have these internal dialogues with, with, with our own personalities uh, because sometimes when we are drained, when we are uh, burned out, when we are stressed, we start forcing things and we don't, we stop thinking logically. Okay. We stop actually taking actions that will take us to our goals. We try to force our goals. And uh, yeah, in the case of my mother, it, that story she was mentioning in, in where she, she had the aneurysm and, and she was basically pushing herself what had happened is uh we were going through certain transitions in our lives and um she had always been more earthy. she had been more ambiverted almost introverted uh, for most of her life and then she she stepped into a very fiery extroverted role traveling the world constantly touring uh, doing events and She didn't take time to breathe. She didn't take time to rest. She didn't take time for herself to disconnect from all of that. So while all of that was great for stimulating one side of her personality, there was another side of her personality that she started neglecting. And while we don't directly talk about health in Develop Your Element, we don't want to give any wrong ideas, we do talk about how... uh, when we step outside of our comfort zone or outside of our natural biological personality for too long or neglect or regenerative spaces forget to recharge, we do uh, have certain effects in, in our body. And this is very basic stuff. I mean, when think of an introvert trying to go on stage. Think of uh, an extrovert trying to be quiet all day. I mean, think of any person trying to do something that's totally against their nature and... Uh, their heart will beat faster. The muscles will get more tense. They will start sweating more. There'll be a lot of things that happen that,
1: or anxieties, anxieties kick in, super stress, uh, yeah, and that all those things produce other hormones that are not so easy to digest for the body. Uh, yeah, no, the,
0: the, there's basically what happens is is we put our bodies through a lot of extra stress when we don't cover our basic needs. So, we don't want to give the wrong idea when we talk about how we feel better when w- when we have, y- you know, overcome certain things. It's not that this is uh, something that we recommend as a medical solution or anything like that. Not but it's, it's, it's like a stress relief. It's, it's just basic well-being. If there's something that you know, an activity or an environment, where you go and step into that environment or that activity, and that fills you with a bit of energy, a bit of inner peace, That that is powerful. And that's something that we, we often neglect. And we often don't even know what we need because we are told since we're little, ah, you should go rest, you should go lie down, you should go... But for extroverts, often when they are exhausted, when they're drained, when they're stressed, they have to go out. They have to go out and see people. They have to move. They have to socialize. I mean, I work with a lot of extroverts. And at the end of a long workday, instead of laying down on the couch and watching Netflix, they have to go out and and see people. Uh, Sometimes even during the day, they have to go for a walk and see people and talk to people. And we cannot rob ourselves of of those uh, things. But we also have to have another conversation when we talk about regenerative spaces. They cannot be an escape. For a lot of people, when they learn about these things, it's, oh, I'm doing this for my well-being. I'm doing this. And sometimes they get stuck in those regenerative spaces. But if you get stuck in those regenerative spaces, that means they're no longer regenerating you. Or there's something in your life that's draining you and stressing you so much that you're avoiding it rather than dealing with the issue. So while regeneration, recharging your inner batteries is a very powerful, very logical step, you have to make sure that it's an efficient process and not an escape. Uh, I know a lot of introverts that when a lot of stressful things happen, they go lock themselves in the rooms and... Maybe don't come out for, for days or, or, or weeks or even months if, if it's really stressful, their environment. I know extroverts that might go partying every single night and, and avoiding all types of responsibility. And and that's not healthy either. We don't want to go to the extremes with these things. All we want to make sure is that you feel the, the... How should I say? That you give yourself an, enough respect and self-worth to give yourself those spaces that recharge you. And that's something that we often get so carried away with what's important in the moment, short-term, that we forget about our long-term goals. And by doing that, we rob ourselves of our our regenerative spaces.
1: I think that's a very good conversation. We want regenerative (laughs) spaces. We want to recharge our battery. But always be aware which are our long-term goals and our short-term goals and how they are interconnected. Because when we are aware of that, we know how much we have to regenerate to create whatever we want. That's finish our short-term goals or have a little more battery for those long-term goals that require extra effort. And maybe we should talk a little about what are the three kinds of regenerative spaces?
0: Yeah, so, so what we do is, is to make it easier to implement and, and have fewer excuses to uh, uh, w- when it comes to regenerative spaces. We talk about three different types of regeneration. So we talk about active regeneration. That's the most powerful, most efficient. That's when you actively seek the ideal environment, the ideal stimulus, the ideal uh, activities that just fill you with energy or, or give you that inner peace. That means going for a run, going and playing video games, watching Netflix, reading a book, having depending on... Having, your having friends, coffee with
1: friends, having a family reunion, a peaceful, uh, in a peaceful setting. Each of us requires different things. Yes,
0: and, and as we mentioned in the beginning, extroverts need higher social stimulus, higher physical movement, introverts lower. Physical movement, lower social stimulus, ambiverts somewhere in between, and you uh, have to. Com- but
1: for ambiverts, the important thing is not the activity; it's who you are doing it with. Th- for them, the social uh, connection, the personal connection with people, doing it with people they love, or or people that will receive them, uh, or h- create. Yeah, a, the, a the, the 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 idea with the,
0: the thing about ambiverts is they are are. They don't go to either extreme. They're not fully extroverted or fully introverted or they are a mix of the two. And with ambiverts, the the important thing is exactly having a varying degree of different types of stimulus, but it's very important that they share those experiences with people they care about um, because they do have a bit of that kind of, um, how shall I say, um, they, they do seek that kind of social uh aspect but because they don't go to extremes it can be a very tranquil social thing and actually introverts as well let me just mention they are social beings introverts they just need lower social stimulus but they do tend to seek out one or two people that are close to them to spend a lot of time with they just get overwhelmed with many people so basically introverts they're happy when they're one two three people then four gets more stressful three more stressful up, up, up until we reach around seven, I don't remember the exact number, but then all of a sudden it starts getting more comfortable again because if it's a, a lot of people, we ca- introverts can actually have a conversation and cut out the world, especially for metallic people, for for, for area people, they, they have a harder time disconnecting from all the, the, the stimulus around, but uh, that had to be clarified. So anyway, returning to, to active uh, regeneration. It's those activities that based on your personality or mix of personalities and your interests and your goals, that fill you with energy and fill you with, with certain inner peace or, or, or tranquility. Then we talk about uh, the passive regeneration. Those are all the environments, how they affect you, so maybe your neighborhood, maybe how you decorate your room or organize your room. Basically, if you enter that environment, that space. Will that fill you with energy or will that stress you out? So for introverts, that might mean having a little bit more logic, structure, organization, privacy. For extroverts, it might mean having more colors, more more stimulus, more lights. I mean, uh, it, it really depends on the individuals. But find the ideal way of organizing your space so that just being in that space, you're recharged. I'll give you an example. My sister, she's primarily introverted. Unfortunately, she couldn't be here today. But she... Uh, moved to Japan. Uh, from Canada, from to, Canada ja- to Japan. And we all thought she was crazy because at that point she, she didn't speak to people. She didn't... Uh, she depended on, on us, more extroverted members of the family, to help her with a lot of the social uh, responsibilities. She hadn't
1: even been on a taxi uh, or any yeah, th- uh, trans- sh- uh, public transportation by herself, ever.
0: No, she she really hadn't. So we all thought it was a little weird, a little crazy, uh, but she was insistent that that was, that was the best thing for her. And and in many ways she was right, because what happened, Japan is a culture that's more introverted, it's more organized, it's very safe, It requ- it, it People respect personal space a lot. There's, there's, it's a, it's an ideal environment for for introverts. So what happened is when she moved to Japan, she started recharging her introverted side just being there, and she was able to unlock a secondary extroverted side because all of a sudden her introverted side had the flexibility to allow her extroverted side to operate.
1: Yeah, because when your internal battery is up you are more flexible. So Mm -hmm. that helps a lot.
0: Yeah, and and I mean, if if you look at my sister, the the ones of you that have followed us for a while now, you'll notice that she has a lot of extroverted energy. She can uh, do a lot of public speaking. She can do a lot of extroverted things because she does have some extroverted elements inside of her, but when she's very drained in her introverted side, that kind of takes over and and kind of shuts down her her extroverted side. And we all have combinations where sometimes one side might kind of drain the other. And by having our spaces organized in a way that just being in those spaces helps unlock us, that's powerful. I mean, uh, Álvaro, one of the the mm, Spanish-speaking instructors that will be on the the program here in the afternoon in Spanish, uh, when he got his office his new office in his previous job, he would just walk into the office and he'd get very stressed, very tense, and it was just like, this is overwhelming. And then he changed the furniture, he did certain things that for his personality were or, were powerful, so he's fiery personality primarily, uh, so he put... Uh, A little picture frame with all his achievements, all the famous people he had met, all the conferences he had given, all these kind of exciting things that that he had achieved that could regenerate his fiery side. Um, And then when he did that, he started having more fiery furniture, things that kind of worked for his his personality. Then he started being more productive, feeling better, being happier in that space, and It's something that I've seen many times that people, when they're kind of very stressed, very drained, one of the the very powerful things they can do is just organize your office, organize your car, organize your bedroom, organize your living room so that when you're in that space, it just fills you with energy and it fills you with a certain inner peace.
1: I remember when we moved to Canada from Denmark, uh, I was finishing my PhD. You were teenagers. uh, And the house was a mess because we... Although it was a very large house, it was smaller than the one we had previously. So there were a lot of boxes all over the place. And I was getting very drained, and the whole family was not happy. And I thought, okay, this is not working for me. And the first thing I did was to start organizing the places where we we spend most of the time. And it was so overwhelming. I didn't have time. uh, That I just started with the little corners. And little by little, the family really became came much more peaceful, and um, they were able to concentrate more in school, all of us because we uh, my ex husband and I are academics, so we needed to have that uh, uh, peace of mind to be able to analyze things and and work better and the The change was immediate I mean within a week we were all functioning much better and you have to find sometimes you share p- spaces with other people, so find things that simulate everybody and let let me just say uh we have an episode the uh, first episode of um develop your Element on blog We talk about each element and what regenerates them a little bit. we will talk a little more uh, in in a few minutes uh so we will talk specifically what regenerates each of them. Uh, but if you want to find more ab- about develop your element, please watch the previous. Uh, yeah, the first
0: episode uh, covers kind of the basics of all the different elements, the different personalities, the basic tools. And uh, also on the website, developelement.com, there's uh, basically you can check out the three types of regeneration, the three, three states that we covered in the last episode, and... Uh, uh, the different elements, kind of the basics, so so you can get a pretty good overview. And also here on the YouTube channel, there are ba- videos with basics, and we will be uh, releasing videos uh, every single week as well. So so that's something to that you should check out and subscribe if you haven't already. Um, and uh, yeah, so so that the the whole idea with with um, passive regenerative spaces is that just find those environments that. Uh, fill you with energy and organize the environments that you have control over. So that m- might mean moving to a different neighborhood, might mean organizing your office differently or organizing your your room differently. Just finding how to make the spaces where you spend the most time in, make them as comfortable as possible for you and then... Just being there will help a lot, um,
1: uh, or or go, go during the weekends. Sure. Go to those places, or the, uh, your free time. Go to a place that regenerates you, which technically is more active. Yes, uh,
0: regeneration is going to those places. But yes, if you start implementing it as a kind of routine to include those spaces, then it'll be. A, then you can kind of say it's passive in the sense that the idea of passive regeneration is that you don't have to think about it. You just have to be in those spaces and that will give you that peace and tranquility, that energy, and things will just flow. Uh, because the idea of splitting it up into three types of regeneration is that the more we diversify them, the easier it is to not forget them. Exactly. Like uh, So uh, the final one is is proactive regeneration. And that's doing all the things you're already doing, but in a way that's more... more uh, how should I say relaxing or more comfortable, more or stimulating or or for more you yeah. uh, so that means let's say you are at a at work and the corporate culture at work might be very introverted logical, structured, and you might start adapting to the expectations uh, too much and finding out how to allow yourself to kind of be a little bit more natural, escape to your your natural um, environments, uh, your more regenerative spaces, but also like th- there, what happens is there are a lot of myths, so I know a lot of people who have these ideas that to work in a certain role, they have to be a certain way, so academics they feel that they have to be a metallic, logical, structured exact, uh, people who work in the holistic industry or uh, yoga or something like that, they might feel that they have to be very earthly very Uh, relaxed very tranquil and that they can't be extroverted that they can't be over the top Um, people who work in uh, uh, sales might feel that they have to be extroverted and really talk with a lot of energy and while in some moments we have to have the flexibility to step into certain personalities we have to be careful with those generalizations because I've worked in many different environments I've worked in office environments I've worked in sales I've I've uh, done many different environments where there are a lot of uh, stereotypes of how you should uh, operate. And I've seen that many times the outliers, the people that step out of the expected, have even more impact. And uh, I've seen very extroverted uh, academics do very well. I've seen very introverted salespeople do very well because an introverted salesperson might have more M- might take more time to ask more questions, organize their thoughts, find a more uh, suitable solution. They might be more educated on the solutions available. They might take m- more time to research things. So sometimes introverts actually perform better in sales than extroverts. Uh, all, all personalities can be great in sales. Um, I've seen many, many times that allowing yourself to be a little bit more yourself as a base in whatever you do goes a long way. But you have to have the flexibility to step out of your comfort zone in key moments. And that's why we talk about the three different states, which we talked about in the previous episode, where we have to have the flexibility. We're not just one type of personality. We're n- we are m- multifaceted beings and we have to be able to, you know, to connect with the world and have an impact. We have to be flexible. We have to be able to step into what's required in the moment, but always return to our base, not lose ourselves due to uh, fears or insecurities and that's what happens a lot I mean it's it's our fear of judgment it's a fear of failure it's uh, our, our, our fears of uh, uh, any type of resistance or rejection from other people that tends to make us adapt to what we think they expect from us but many times by adapting too much, we drain ourselves, we get more stressed, and then we get less control of our personality, less flexibility, less generosity, less impact, and then we get rejected more. A lot of the rejection and failure that we face, it's, it, it happens mostly when we are drained, when we are stressed, when we are burned out, when we are forcing things. So when we logically understand, if we allow ourselves to be ourselves a bit more, recharge ourselves, give ourselves a little bit more st- of the stimulus that kind of fills us, then we can be flexible in key moments.
1: Oh, definitely. When we have our, p- when our battery is up, it's if somebody rejects you, you don't even care because you are feeling well. You are feeling good. So it's like, next. If you don't like me, who's next? But if your battery is drained, somebody just says that... 100 people says nice things to you and only one focus on... Your hair wasn't done properly. And you focus on that one and you obsess about that one because you don't have the uh, emotional intelligence. You don't have the confidence in that moment. So you are more in tune with the criticism than with the good things that people are saying about you or how people are reacting around you that you don't even notice.
0: One thing we sometimes talk about in development is if you're not failing, if you're not receiving rejection, if you are not... uh, reaching certain type of criticism you're not innovating enough uh you're not stepping out of your comfort zone because if you step out of your comfort zone and if you whether it be in the world of entrepreneurship or social media or in dating or or in sales uh whatever it may be if you are not being rejected you are not innovating enough
1: absolutely you
0: you it's a very good measure. Obviously, that doesn't mean that you should not listen to feedback, and you shouldn't grow, you shouldn't learn. You, you, you should definitely do that. But don't, uh, don't mistake criticism, feedback, and rejection as something fatal, as something that uh, invalidates you.
1: And to get out of your comfort zone, you have to be a little uncomfortable. Sure. I mean, and so w- what surprises me sometimes is sometimes the comfort zone has to become very, very uncomfortable for you to push yourself out of it. And it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. It should be a conscious decision where you set your, uh, your, uh, your goals further away from your comfort zone and regenerate. So going out of your comfort zone should be a pleasurable thing when, if you recognize what it takes and Charge your battery during yeah, that. I mean, uh, the, the
0: first step whenever you want to kind of grow and step out of your comfort zone is you have to tell yourself that the goal is more important than the the fears. When you decide that something is more important than the fear, then you can override that fear. But if you give more importance and reinforce the fear, then you get paralyzed. But if
1: you uh, if you make the criticism, if you make the rejection so important, it becomes fatal. Yeah. If not, it's just. One of millions that don't agree with you. And sometimes we have this collective comfort zone. So people won't want you to get out of the comfort zone because that makes them uncomfortable because they don't want to see that there's something outside. Ah, yeah,
0: there are people in your environment that the moment you start growing, they're going to criticize you. Uh, you're no longer one of us. Uh, you don't care about us. That's not you. Who do you think you are? Blah, blah, blah. I see it a lot. I mean, in personal development, we work with people from all walks of life. And the most common thing that I see with people who really choose to kind of level up in their lives is that the people that are surround those people that don't want to level up in their lives or are too insecure or too stuck, they're going to judge them instead of celebrate them.
1: Absolutely. And
0: uh, that can be a big problem because I've seen a lot of people kind of advance very fast and then kind of fall back and advance very fast and then fall back. And that's not uh, not the ideal route. I mean, it, it's okay to sometimes fall to get back up because that might give you more energy to to keep going, more motivation. But... We we don't want to end up in a vicious cycle. And uh, there is something to be said about surrounding yourself with people who do inspire you, who do cheer you on, who do uh, regenerate you. I mean, if you spend more time with people who regenerate you than drain you, great. If you spend more time with people who cheer you on than criticize you, great. But you should also have people who criticize you, that critique you, but in a constructive manner, in a uh, manner where they demonstrate that they believe in you and that, that they're kind of helping you out because there are some people and there are some personalities that demonstrate love, affection, and support by being critical. I mean, metallic people, we've said this before. One of the ways that they demonstrate love and support is being critical to help you out down the right path. If they uh, didn't care uh, about you, they wouldn't take
1: that time. A fire person will try to push you. Uh, yeah. Sometimes, a little before you, are, you think you're ready. And you need that kind of friends. You need that kind of friends that really inspire you for more or push you uh, or advise you to create more. But notice when they celebrate when you are doing well. I think that's the clue to know whether they are just giving you advice. pretending to be with your friends and from their limitations, from their fears, from whatever... They are really trying to push you down. And And those that celebrate, when you achieve something, they are there with you celebrating. Yeah, and and I mean, this
0: goes into a whole other conversation, but uh, talking about when to listen and receive advice, I I personally have various different guidelines. One of the things is, would I change roles with that person? Would Would I want to be in that person's positions? If so... I will take more of their feedback than if it's someone who's really stuck, very paralyzed, very drained, trying to give me advice. That's not to say that I cannot receive and learn from the the person who's drained and stuck, but I will obviously put a little bit more emphasis on the ones that I would like to learn something from, uh, someone close to me that I might think, that person, he does this very well. I, 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 I want a little bit more of that in my life. Um, The other thing is we have to also be aware of the people around us that we are receiving advice from, feedback from. You know, when they do it, are they doing it with full context or only their own context? And that's something we talk a lot about because if they don't have enough context, they're going to give you advice based on their conclusions, premature conclusions. They will give you advice based on what worked for them instead of taking into consideration what you need. And it's very, very important that when you receive advice, that you give enough context to the person giving you advice so that you get better advice. Uh, What does this mean? Basically, if you want to receive better advice from people... Take more time to explain your situation, your goals, how you function, your instincts, your thoughts. The more information you give the people giving you advice, the better advice they'll give you. If you just tell them, I'm stuck, I don't know what to do, you're not giving them enough to work with. But if you take the time to tell them, listen, this is uh, the situation, this is how it's looking. I mean, think of it as a, if you have a meeting uh, at work where you want to fix a problem, you're going to analyze things. You're going to have a discussion of the situation where you want to be, why you're not there yet. You should do that in your own life. Uh, and if someone criticizes you and critiques you without having all that context, don't get carried away with it. Don't give it too much importance because they're probably giving you advice based on what they uh, needed to hear when they were your age or when they what worked for them or what they think will work for you but without maybe knowing everything.
1: Uh, There are people that just love to give advice to feel more important, too. And we have to take that into account. If they don't take time to listen to you, if they don't take time to understand the context, they are not really interested in you. So be aware of that. Or they might not just be regenerated enough to yeah, I mean, be if giving you the best advice because they are so drained. So take that into account. And also notice when you have those friendships that you are there, you have a friendship in misery or in tragedy. Oh, it's because we are both of us so fucked up or we are both of us, th- our boyfriends left us or... Some similar tragic story, and that's the the basis of your story together. Sometimes when you have those kind of friends, they will want to stay in their misery for a little longer than you. So notice when you are getting out of that, they will also try to invite you back into the misery back into the tragedy, back into whatever it is, notice that too.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- that's another thing. And, and remember that everything we talk about here in Develop Your goes both ways, both in terms of how you receive things and how you give things, so how you give advice, how you support your friends. You have to take into consideration their needs, their context, their personalities. And, yes, uh, reinforcing victim mentality is very dangerous as well. There is... Uh, Anytime there's been some type of tragic event, a period of mo- mourning is, is obviously okay and, and, and a healthy process. And uh, anytime that someone is going through a, a process uh, that's difficult for them, showing them empathy, showing them that you're there to support them, uh, is is positive. But sometimes our instincts can be counterproductive. So uh, what do I mean by this? Whenever you have any type of victim, or any type of person who's had a tragic experience, Remind them that, yes, they are victim and that you're there for them and create a healthy environment for them. But also remind them that they are survivor. Remind them that they're strong. Remind them that uh, maybe other people in their situation would have uh, uh, made totally different choices. I mean, it depends on the context. But, I mean, there are many times where people – I see a lot of people that when they come out of of a a difficult situation – Many times they're doing a lot of positive things. Maybe they're growing as people and they're not seeing that because they only focus on, on the bad. And, I mean, there has to be a place for both, mourning, analyzing, learning from what happened, uh, uh, having, the, de- depending on what type of situation it is, having a period of maybe forgiveness or not forgiveness, That that's up to you. But uh, when you have uh, that period, just don't get stuck with only that. Make sure you have both sides. Having... That side is healthy uh, and a process that you, you should go through. Some people it takes a long time, some people a little time, but the other side is reminding yourself or reminding the person that you're kind of supporting, that they are a survivor, that they're strong, that they have achieved a lot. That Because a lot of times when we come out of, let's say, a, an abusive relationship or or have a loss or in our lives or or a, a difficult period, we also start kind of forgetting all the the. the Beautiful things that we do, all the beautiful things, and uh, that that where we grow, and we have to make sure to have a bit of balance there.
1: N- yes, because when you focus on the things you don't like I- in the stories of tragedy, I- in the bad things, you are really asking more of that. Because what you resist persists. Yeah. So you want to start bringing some gratitude into your life, bringing some positive things into your life, starting to recognize those small achievements that uh, uh, that sometimes appear to be very small that are Mm -hmm. very big. Just that you're starting to see that you're in an abusive relationship. Just the ability of recognizing that is amazing because often we apologize for the abusers. Often we apologize we for those things. Be- we justify except. things that are
0: not good and we reinforce them and we tell ourselves that that's what we deserve and we tell ourselves, w- and, and that's why, I mean, this conversation is, is I mean, a delicate one because every si- person's situation is different. They have different, different contexts, different experiences, and we don't want to generalize, but in terms of, the, the topic today is uh, regeneration. And one of the biggest uh, draining factors in your life is when there's something that stresses you, worries you, makes you feel less uh, happy with your life, uh, abusive people who drain you all the time. I mean, those things affect you. So it is. it has to be part of the conversation. Uh, but the conversation needs to be about how do we regenerate even... During times of adversity exactly uh, th- how, how do we regenerate during times of uh, high stress times of conflicts with other people, and yes, when we 're in a regenerative state, we have more defenses, we have more flexibility, we have more empathy, and sometimes something that we might perceive as something abusive or mean in one moment we might r- receive it as, as as totally logical and normal in another that's not the same as justifying real abuse uh, and We're not here to say what's real abuse and what's not. But there are times that by being a certain personality, we receive from other personalities with a lot of resistance, and no, no, that's bad. And when we're more regenerated, we can be more uh, empathetic with those differences in personalities. So being empathetic with differences is important. Uh, But yes, also filtering out maybe those people who drain us, who uh, constantly influence us in a negative way. And that requires a certain level of confidence because sometimes when we are in those environments, we tell ourselves we will never find someone better. We'll never find someone who does this. And we focus on a few positive things. I can tell from my experience with uh, very uh, abusive relationships that I've been in because I've been a little bit of a magnet of abusive relationships for a period of my life uh, that whenever I was I- in an abusive relationship, I would justify everything they did and focus on the few like very very awesome things about them because everyone has awesome things Uh, and I'd be like where am I going to find someone who has this thing where am I going to find someone who has that thing and um, it can be hard to have enough confidence to know that you can find someone who has everything you want and more Uh, and that can be in a friend, that can be in a partner, it can be in a business partner it can be in a romantic relationship, it can be in a lot of things.
1: And when you start finding things to be grateful about include yourself when you start including yourself and the ability you have to survive to start noticing things that you didn't notice before start uh, recognizing that you're looking for new things because you would not be listening to us if you were not looking for something different so start recognizing those things when you have gratitude for yourself When you are grateful for you and your achievements, you don't expect anybody else to see them. You don't need anybody else to see them because you are seeing them yourself. That allows you to start finding different people that have more gratitude. So if you start including gratitude in your life for yourself and demanding gratitude from others, not like you go to your best friend and say, I expect you to be grateful. Just telling yourself, I will want to find people that have that desire to be grateful, then you're raising the bar for yourself and that allows you to come out much easier. Yeah. No, no. I mean, it's, there are many things we
0: can do to, to regenerate more and uh, we'll get into the, the different specifics of each element here in a second. But before we get into that, we have to understand that there's a difference between regenerative activities and, uh, energy leaks in your life. So, uh, Think of it as, uh, for example, if we take this glass. If there's a leak here, it's going to start draining out, right? And let's say this is then en- uh, your, your energy. If there's a big leak, you can regenerate it, you can fill it up as f- much as possible, but you need very, very high-pressure water to maintain the glass full, and you need constant f- water flow. If you seal this up, you can have much slower M- less frequent filling of water to maintain this full right so yes we're going to talk about all the things that can fill your your energy but we also have to talk about how do we patch up those leaks so so find the things in your life that are draining you the most and deal with them maybe it means regenerate actively first before you face them to have the energy to do it but you have to deal with them yeah. Uh, so, so that's one part of the conversation and, and in other episodes we might go m- a little bit more into detail with those uh, but do start reflecting what parts of my life regenerate me the most what drain me the most, can you spend more time in the activities that regenerate you, can you do something about the situations that drain you and that, that will help you a lot. And so
1: as Janik says, uh, once you start looking at these things and once you start regenerating yourself you will find that some of the things you thought were annoying or a big source of leakage is not really because when you're regenerated,
0: th- your defenses are higher. I mean, uh, and you're more empathetic. So, so, I mean, one thing that happens a lot is a lot of the conflicts we have in our daily lives actually happen because of differences in personality. And many times happen because you yourself might be drained. So, uh, Again, it's, it's always hard to, you know, have these conversations without taking the context of each individual. And, I mean, you guys are welcome to share your context in the chat and, and we'll be more than happy to kind of tackle them head on. But there are some people who feel that the world is against them and everyone is abusive towards them, and maybe they themselves are not being empathetic enough. And there are some people that legitimately are facing real struggles uh, that... Uh, are not themselves, and they might be blaming themselves. So there, there are many different possibilities. So what well, all we want to give you is different tools, so that you can explore what is really your situation, what is your context, yeah. uh, and that that requires different steps. Um, but there is no one-size-fits-all in development. We always talk about that. There's no one-size-fits-all solution. There's not one single exercise that will fix all e- everyone's problems. I mean, uh, it, it, that's not realistic. It's its not... Uh, I mean, it, it's its unhealthy to think that way, let, let's face it. Uh, because if you're looking for that next fix, that, one, ooh, I'm going to find this one thing that will f- fix all my problems. No. Uh, what we're talking about, and the reason why we're talking about this, is we have to take responsibility and control of our lives. And... That looks differently for every person. Sometimes it means cutting out certain people. Sometimes it means regenerating ourselves to be more empathetic uh, and more understanding. It can mean different things for different people. And just find what works for you.
1: And I would suggest start by regenerating yourself before Mm -hmm. taking major decisions. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. yes. Because when you're drained, you're going to be naturally more negative. You're going to be naturally more uh, sensitive sometimes. You're going to be naturally more uh, reactive, uh, more forceful about your way of doing things. And when you're drained, uh, when you're regenerated, you'll be more empathetic and, and more understanding. And we have this conversation about both sides because... And and this is something that, for the ones of you that work in personal development or any type of leadership role, there's always two stories to every side. And someone might come to you and act like they are the victim, and they might be an abuser themselves. Um, And someone might give you one story, but you always have, and both of them might be victims, and both of them might be, be, be abusers. I mean, there's... So many variables and so many different situations So never, ever assume that the story that you're hearing from one person is the only story and and the complete picture.
1: How many people use their victim story to victimize others? To say, you have to take care of me because I'm the victim here. You have to listen to me for three hours every day, the same story uh, day after day because I'm the victim here. Yeah. Uh, Yes, be aware of that, and let's start now what what regenerates us, because that's a lot of fun. Actually, I love it. We have one question here from from Fernanda.
0: How do you deal with a person who is looking for one specific answer? Uh, It depends on the specific person and their context. Sometimes you can give them an answer that will help them a lot. Sometimes not, but uh, the first thing you should do is ask more questions than give answers. I mean, it's like in sales. The more questions you ask, the higher probability you have of recommending the right solution, the right product or service. The same goes in personal development. If someone uh, gives you a lot of context, a lot of understanding of their situation, you have more information to give them an educated uh, kind of idea or or suggestion. The less information you have, the less context, understanding you have to give them a suggestion. So ask a lot of questions, try to understand their situation, and maybe have something valuable to give. And when you, if, if there's someone who, who really very clearly is looking for one specific thing and you can very, tell, very clearly tell that it's, it's more complicated than that, don't be afraid of saying, you know, I don't have a single answer. I don't have one solution that's going to yeah. fix all your problems. I mean, you have to be honest. Don't, don't, don't lead people on. Don't tell them that, that oh, this is going to fix all your problems. No. I mean, tell them what you you see and and try to make it as as educated as possible.
1: Yeah, always ask a lot of questions, listen attentively, actively, and uh, together find a way to uh, together find a solution or an answer. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so let's get into the elements and, and how to generate them. So um, we've already said multiple times: extroverts more high so, uh, higher social stimulus, more physical movement; introverts lower uh, social stimulus, lower uh, physical uh, and movement. We are
1: showing these because these are uh, the elements, uh, yeah. the symbols of the elements. So it's a, progr-
0: it's a progressive scale. It's a, it's a, we call it an en- energy scale. We start with the most extroverted and we finish with the most introverted. So that gives you an idea of the intensity. And the type of environment just from that alone. Now, uh, for those that don't know the elements, I recommend you watch episode one to get a little bit more context. Or go on our website, developyelement.com. And there you can see the basic descriptions on the front page of the different elements that will give you certain clarity. So for the electric people, I'll give you express clarity. The most extroverted, youthful, playful, full of ideas, personality that really needs constant change and adventure. They regenerate how? With a lot of adventure, a lot of fun, a lot of playfulness, a lot of jokes, a lot of constant change. They need to move all the time. They need to get out. Well, not all this, like not every single moment of the day, but they need more change. uh, For them, the more time they're sitting still, being quiet, being organized and structured, the more they're going to get anxiety, the more they're going to get stressed. The more flexibility they have to move around, talk to people, socialize, have fun, make jokes, make a lot of things, the better.
1: Yeah, and if they cannot move physically, for example, if you really need to be sitting down for some, let them multitask. Uh, yeah. Have different stimulus, little uh, toys, little things they can play with on their desk, different things, so they are stimulated in different ways. At while they are sitting down. Yeah,
0: and uh, then if we get into fiery people, uh, they need. They are an extroverted type, but very focused, very productive, very. Uh, natural leaders, not always the best leaders, if they're drained and insecure, that's uh, that's not a great recipe. But when they're when they're regenerated and confident, great. But they naturally look for leadership positions, so they regenerate a lot with uh, productivity, with results, with prestige, with uh, uh, things that make them feel powerful, make them feel impactful. If they can inspire someone, that helps them a lot. Um, but really, f- seeing constant. Uh, Progress is very powerful for them. There's nothing worse for them than feeling stuck, feeling like progress is slowing down. That is very stressful for fire people. Um, and they respond very well also to compliments and to to positive feedback and things like that. Uh, they receive that very well. Um, and even though they're extroverts, there's a very clear difference. Uh, uh, electric people, they want... A lot of adventure, playful t- uh, playtime, uh, disconnecting from work and all those sort of stuff. Whereas fiery people, they if they have found their passion project, if their job really f- fulfills them, then they're going to be happier at work than maybe disconnecting. They might feel anxious of, I need to get back to work. Uh, and for them it can be a, a bit of a struggle to disconnect from work. But, I mean, everyone needs to disconnect from work sometimes. And that's something I'm saying out loud so that I cured myself. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so, so those are the basics uh, of the extroverts. Now, going into the ambiverts, we have the aquatic type and the earthy type. And the aquatic type is more emotional, sentimental, cares about very deep relationships. So How do they regenerate?
1: Well, they're very romantic people. So, doing romantic gestures, uh, regenerate them having that deep connection with somebody, looking in the the eyes. uh, And I was, if you're like with your iPad or your telephone all the time while talking with them, they will feel disconnected from you.
0: They'll feel ignored. They'll feel neglected. Uh, They need your presence. Very, very, very intense presence.
1: Yeah. So you have to look at them deep into their eyes. Ask questions, personal questions. Remember what they said to you. and go for an outing, whatever, together. Even under a blanket watching uh, a movie, it's something that would regenerate. Yeah, they like all
0: know. the cutesy things, they, but they also like thought being put into things. So, uh, like, absolutely. for example, uh, when when you give a gift to an aquatic type, the most important thing about that gift is the story behind why you got that gift. If you give them a gift without a, a, a little card saying something loving, or without telling them, oh, I was in the store and I saw this, and I, I just... Th- couldn't stop thinking of you, and I had to get it. Something like that, wow, that regenerates uh, an aquatic type immensely.
1: I'm remembering what they said last time.
0: Oh, yeah, and paying attention to them actively and and demonstrating that that you kind of value them and pay attention to them is powerful.
1: And if you are an aquatic person... Look how to express your feelings, not just to one person. Something that I see a lot uh, with clients, it's the empty nest syndrome. Uh, When they have empty
0: nest uh, to very, very clear, she said it very fast. Empty nest.
1: Empty nest syndrome. Uh, Anaquatics are especially prone to that. They put all their energy into one person whether or, or a group of people, whether it's their partner, their lover, their children, uh, of people at work, and when those people leave, they d- have nothing else. So don't make one person. Yeah, the most I mean, important, with with any type uh, of source of uh, regeneration, with
0: any type of regeneration, never put all your eggs in one basket. I mean, th- that goes for all the different types. But yes, with aquatic people, they have this tendency to convert their lovers or their best friend or this one individual can be a grandmother. I mean, it, uh, they 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 have a lot of emotional attachment to objects and people, and. Uh, uh, sometimes they can take it to such an extreme that they don't have other stimulants in their life that help them. Uh, so, yes, be very careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one other thing we say with aquatic people, art is a good thing. I mean, poetry, painting, writing, I mean, whatever, art, singing, whatever, acting, cooking. Uh, cooking. I mean, anything where you can kind of put in your emotions into there uh, It can be very powerful as well. Um,
1: helping people uh, uh, charity things like that but also make it for yourself put some focus on on giving yourself that what you're looking for in somebody else So create a connection with you because sometimes they make other people so important that they disconnect themselves from their real needs Uh, aquatic
0: people to give you a little bit more context when they're regenerated they'll do anything for the people they love and sometimes they go too far, and maybe I don't want to use the word submissive too strongly, but they they lose themselves. Sometimes they can lose themselves in relationships. They can lose themselves in certain projects. They can lose themselves for periods of time where they just kind of seek so desperately that connection that that it can be overwhelming. And uh, the, so,
1: uh, and not only that, they value themselves depending on the connections they have. Yeah,
0: yeah, their self worth often depends on their connections with others. Uh,
1: so that's why I suggest start having that deep connection with yourself. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, so that's the basics of the aquatic. Then if we go into the earthly type, earthly types, they uh, it's a personality that's ambiverted, but leans a little bit more towards introverted. They focus a lot on taking care of people, nurturing people, having uh, diplomacy, empathy, uh, just kind of harmony and happiness in every environment. And for them, it's very hard to regenerate and do things for themselves. Um, And uh, the things that tend to regenerate them, helping others is powerful if those people have gratitude. If they always say, this is not enough, you didn't do it right, you should do this, blah, blah, blah. If they're always complaining, then... The self-worth of an earthly person goes down because they kind of tie their self-worth a lot with how they help people. Um, So seeking out those relationships where they can be a positive influence in the lives of of others is very powerful. Um, But because they do have a little bit of introverted side, they do have to disconnect. So they have to do very... Uh, nurturing things uh it can be laying down and watching netflix it can be uh going in the hot tub and just kind of chilling in the hot tub it can be having a nice meal it can be um things that stimulate the different senses are very powerful with with earthly people but but in general just kind of things that can disconnect them from the pressures and worries because they worry a lot about others. So if there's some uh, environment or some activity that can help them kind of take their mind off of that,
1: that's very powerful. And make a conscious decision. Seriously, make a conscious decision. One of surrounding yourself with people that have gratitude. And uh, I will say it again. Gratitude for yourself, your achievements. And in this case, uh, what you are creating around you, start noticing that perhaps you're having more effect on people than you think. And uh, because one of the things, we both are earthly people, we tend to attract people that are very needy and complaining because we think we can help them. And uh, sometimes that drains us a lot and we will focus on the complaints and not notice where we are doing well yeah so it's it's
0: very easy to get carried away tying our self-worth and our well-being with helping and saving others and sometimes firstly people they want to be everyone's savior and that can kind of be uh uh i mean it's good to help people uh, but as as i said earlier the thing about when you're in an airplane first put the oxygen mask on yourself and then put it on the other people around you that, that you can assist. But if you die, if you, uh, what's it called, faint before putting on that oxygen mask, you, you can't help others. Uh, so and,
1: and I didn't allow myself. I have to admit, and that's why I had the aneurysm, or whatever, because I was putting everybody else first. And there was an immediate need I perceived to do certain things. And I went totally extroverted. And what I, wha- The way I found myself recognizing the importance of uh, regeneration was to really realize that when I was with my battery up, I would be more effective and kinder to people that I was trying. Because otherwise I was just doing stupid things, trying to help people without noticing the effect or anything. So... Uh, When I started becoming regenerated on my earthly side, I was kinder and more effective in the way I was who I was helping and what was the effect. And so really it allows you to have much more energy, to help much more people or have more impact in the people that you're already choosing to help.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, if if I can give one tip for earthly people, it's, understand that sometimes selfish acts can be generous acts. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that was very hard for me to learn because I always wanted to do se- uh, selfless acts. So I would rub myself of a lot of generous space because I feel I was being selfish. I was being inconsiderate when I was doing things that were just for myself. And even today it can be hard. When I'm drained, it's sometimes very hard to override that instinct. But, I mean, just look at Bill Gates, I mean, he had a period of his life where one could easily judge him. I mean, because he, uh, people who have little often judge the people who have a lot. And I'm sure a lot of people judged, uh, and still today I'm sure many do, but uh, there are many people who probably judged Bill Gates for many years during his richest man in the world, uh, founder of Microsoft, entrepreneur, f- super filthy rich, Uh but look at all the impact that he's having now with that money, What all the m- illnesses he's eradicating, all the people he's wor- er- helping in other continents, that those same people that might be judging might not even care about those people. And how uh, sometimes people with a high, uh, high amount of resources can help a lot. Uh, and I've seen that time and time again. Some t- A lot of the, the most resourceful, richest, most successful people I know Many of them are actually some of the kindest, most, uh, most generous. Not always. I mean, in every single walk of life, in every single environment, in every single type of, uh, uh, how shall I say, economic bracket, they're going to be selfish, uh, egotistical people and they're going to be generous, kind people. But I'll also say a lot of the people that we judge as selfish and egotistical are drained and insecure people that are forcing things. I mean, if you look a a bit at uh, uh, certain uh, political figures that might reinforce their greatness all their time, uh, many of those things sometimes, while you have to as a politician demonstrate a level of confidence that's inspiring, sometimes it's very easy to cross that line into uh, an arrogance that is forced due to insecurities. Uh, And uh, that's something we see time and time again. And uh, I think a lot of people uh, that we judge for being um, arrogant, uh, selfish, inconsiderate, they're just so drained, so insecure that they're kind of forcing their greatness on people. And it's d- it because they don't believe it themselves. Um, so, yeah. Okay, moving on uh, to the introverts. We have Airy and uh, Metallic. So
1: And Airy, what do those. Well, Airy people, they need space. They require a lot of space because they are always seeing, analyzing, trying to see everything from every angle. Mm-hmm. So they're head is working or their brain is working so fast that they occasionally will need or often will need a lot of space. And it's physical space and also the body. Don't go and get too close to the personal space, please. Uh, And you will notice also another uh, person uh, when they disappear when you overwhelm them with uh, requirements when you put a lot of pressure, they tend to disappear or become mute. Uh, so, give them space to think, give them space to analyze things, give them time to work it in their heads before it comes out of the mouth, because as they are introverted, they they will think a lot they will analyze a lot before it comes out and they express themselves. So it's not people that they don't have opinions or that they are very gray and have nothing to say. It's that they just require a little more time and a little more space uh, to do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, the best thing you can do for an area person if you want to help regenerate them them, is eliminate pressure, eliminate uh, uh, urgency, uh, respect their privacy, respect their space. If you're an airy person yourself, give yourself permission to disconnect, have moments of solitude, um, but don't make the mistake of going to the extreme because every personality requires social stimulus. Yeah, some less and some more. But I've seen it with my sister; she's airy herself, and uh, when I started. One of the mistakes I did when I was younger is I always pushed her to be more extroverted before I knew all of this. And then when I started understanding her, I went to the other extreme. I gave her so much space that she felt ignored. She felt that I didn't care, that I didn't h- include her. So I think the best balance with every people is make them feel included. But... Don't force things on them. Don't pressure them. Don't uh, make them feel obligated to do things. That is a very healthy balance for them. And you as an airy person find a way to relieve the pressure. Have an internal dialogue with yourself. You know, the worst thing that can happen is this. And if this doesn't work, I can just disconnect here. I can do this. Have a backup plan. uh, But don't go to the extreme of having 50 backup plans because sometimes airy people... Need 50 backup plans? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we tend to... She has uh, also a bit of, of a very... Uh, and side. I have to
1: understand everything and put it in the little box yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, catalog, catalog everything. Uh, another thing, if, if you're an air person and you go to your g- regenerative space, and I'm talking about the passive space, actually... Uh, if you get lost in dark thoughts, it's not regenerating, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Be- because one thing that we talk about is introverts. They, they, Their energy, it's not that they have less energy than extroverts. Their energy just goes inwards towards reflecting, analyzing, thinking. And it can be very stimulating and very positive to take that time to kind of analyze things. But if an airy person is getting lost in negative thoughts, in uh, all the worst-case scenarios then they're not regenerating anymore. And that means uh, they have to change something that's going on. And many times it's finding out what is draining them and dealing with them instead of escaping uh, from that. And that can be a bit of a challenge for airy people because to have the flexibility to deal with it, they have to regenerate, but... I think a lot of that is having an internal conscious conversation of, okay, I need to deal with this. I need to disconnect, recharge. And if I deal with this, then my dark thoughts will go away um, much easier. I mean, again, we don't want to generalize different people, different contexts. Um, but it is something that we see that if people get stuck in their regenerative spaces and that goes for all of them, that means there's something in their lives they're avoiding and not dealing with
1: and something you want to take into account too is sometimes air people will be very organized, but sometimes we have a mess around us, and that is a barrier we are creating for people not to invade or rege- uh, regenerate. It's spaces. a mess that
0: the airy people who make that mess. There's still a logic to the mess, mm-hmm. but yes, sometimes that we. People have this idea that introverts are more organized, more uh, clean, more uh, tidy or whatever. And while, yes, they're generally more organized in many ways, sometimes there can be an organized mess. And sometimes that organized mess is a a defense barrier, a a wall so that people don't invade invade their space.
1: Uh, And there's a very fine line between having an organized mess and just chaos. When your life is turning into chaotic, when you don't know where the things are, where you are just creating more mess as a barrier for something else, look at what you're not dealing there. Uh, And it could be physical space and also your life. Sometimes we create this chaos not to allow people to come close to us, so just look at when it's regenerating that uh, that that mess and when it's training you mm-hmm. and deal with it.
0: yeah, and uh, then finally, we have the metallic type, the most logical, structured, exact, precise, critical uh, to the point. Personality—they uh, are the ones that really say things without filter because they don't want to waste time and they don't feel that it's a favor. They feel that they're doing a disfavor, being overly diplomatic, overly uh, like careful with their words. They feel that the, just being direct is is the the least complex, most logical solution. Um, and uh, for them, uh, yes, they also need space like uh, the the air types, but they don't need as much physical space because for them they have an easier time disconnecting from their physical environment they can disconnect and just be in their head and they can be people talking to them and they can just disconnect totally um that's something that area people have a harder time doing so yes allowing themselves to disconnect sometimes it's powerful but generally speaking uh, analytical stuff thoughtful stuff uh, deep stuff not superficial stuff they don't do well with superficial stuff. They want substance, they want analysis, they want conversations that are, you know, deep and educated. Um, things that stimulate their brain can be very powerful. Uh, also having their privacy, having a, an ability to disconnect, it's powerful um, having their order, or their structure. Having a certain routine can help them a lot, relieve a lot of pressure because for them it can be a waste of time overthinking all the things. So if they can make a plan for the day, And execute that plan without too many distractions. That's very powerful for them. The more surprises and distractions there are along the way, the more drained they get. So having some type of routine and planning ahead, for them planning is very powerful. Uh, It's something very regenerative if they have a plan. Um, There are many things that they can do to to regenerate, but the best uh, overall is just reducing the variables, reducing the surprises, and... Removing also uh, from their lives uh, emotional drama and 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 things like that because they don't understand it. It's logical to them. It's not that they're not emotional beings. They just don't understand uh, the processes of more kind of emotional personalities, like li- let's say an aquatic. Um, and so it's not that they have to like walk away from those people uh, because. With these tools, they can actually regenerate those people and have dialogues with those people and connect with those people, but they have to eliminate the drama, uh, and that's different from eliminating the people. Sometimes, yes, you have to eliminate some people, but sometimes it just means, okay, with this person in my life, being a little bit more flexible, being able to have a conversation where we both win, it's powerful. And that can be hard for them to grasp, but once they understand the logic in the fact that their relative or their partner might be um, need certain emotional expressions, and they can be like, oh, so if I send one or two messages a day saying, I care about you, I'm thinking of you, and that makes them treat me better and have less drama. That's a logical, almost, I don't want to make the, the the conclusion that it's a, like a mathematical equation because it's not always like that from inside people. But it, it's just a logical, like, this leads to this and this leads to this. They have to understand what leads to what. They like having instructions in relationships. They like having clarity. They don't like having to guess they want to, okay, what exactly do you need to be happy? What exactly can I do? And if they get very exact, precise instructions, they're happy. So seeking out those exact instructions, powerful. They themselves, getting very, giving very clear guidelines to the people around them, powerful. So just reducing those variables, reducing those moments that are chaotic and illogical for them is, is very regenerative.
1: Yeah.
0: Anything you want to add for that? No,
1: there? I'm actually thinking we should do uh, one day a program about gifting different people. Uh, Yeah, uh,
0: one fun thing is exactly
1: that. Because a metallic person, you will give them something they already have, they already like, they already have approved of, because that will regenerate them. Yeah, they don't deal well with surprises. They don't deal... Or spontaneity. That's that's not something for introverts. It can
0: be a surprise within the context of things that are approved by them. So, like, if you ask a metallic person what do you want for your birthday, many times they'll be like, Nothing, or they will say exactly the model. I need exactly this model from this exact store, or they will say nothing. Anything that I need, I would already have bought. Yeah, that's uh, or or just you know the uh, more of like. Uh, I, w- I like this shirt but I'm, I'm running out of this shirt they might have five of the same shirt and maybe when I was getting old maybe one more of these shirts or something like that but they will get very happy like they're the type of person that when a mouse breaks for the computer they might go out and buy the exact same mouse uh, they might have a closet with a lot of the same kind of clothes or very similar clothes uh, they, like if you surprise them with with a, an item let's say you buy them a shirt and the angle is wrong or the texture is wrong or something is wrong they're not gonna wear it even if if it was a gift they're Gonna be like it's, it'll stay in the closet. So yeah, I mean that will be a fun conversation for, for a different program, um, maybe during Christmas time or, or something. Oh yeah, yeah um, really idea. But, uh But but yes, I mean for for uh, metallic people, just that kind of routine structure, uh, predictability. Be exact um, when you
1: talk to them. Go to the point as fast as possible. Yeah, what be, is be precise. Land? Be
0: fast. Be efficient. Don't waste time. Mm, yeah. Don't make the stories too long. They want to get the they want they are wa- they, uh, they are actually. Uh, metallic people and fiery people are very similar in a lot of th- ways. They, they want logic. They want to the point. They want efficiency. They don't want too many distractions. But just one is a more extroverted personality one is more introverted personality. Uh, but they have a lot of similarities uh, there.
1: I'm an at first. I'm an earthly person. And uh, I love stories. And I want to tell the whole story. Yeah. So for my fiery people or my mm-hmm. metallic, I tell them the beginning the end as fast as possible why am i telling the story and if they are regenerated i can tell them the whole story if not they are Going like, this get woman to the point. is talking a lot. What is she trying to tell me, you know? No,
0: no, and, and, and you, you might even see it on on my faces sometimes in these podcasts when she, she will go into, like, longer stories. My fiery side, and I also have a metallic side as, as a, a tertiary type. Uh, I'll be like, okay, get to the point. What? Where, where, get, get to the point. Okay, fill in the blank. Okay, you're going to go into one of your stories again. And they're powerful, and a lot of people love those stories, and I sometimes can also get into the stories from my earthly side. Uh, but uh, s- sometimes, like... That uh, when I'm more drained I'll be like, okay, just give me the, the, the short version. Get to the point.
1: Uh, why are you telling me the story? If I get the point, then I'm ready to listen. So just be aware of that, uh, those differences, because when you are communicating it is very important, and we will be talking more in the next ep- episodes. It's very important to understand what their uh, elements are so you know how to communicate uh, with them in a way that they can receive it.
0: Yeah, because everything we talk about here is how to receive and how to give with the different elements. So one thing is having more empathy and patience and understanding of the different personalities. And yeah. um, yeah. another thing is how to can you communicate in the most effective manner with other personalities. So so I know with my mother have to s- communicate things in one way with my sister another way. I also have know with my mother have to. Uh, be more flexible and patient with certain tangents and stories. And uh, with my sister, I I might have to maybe uh, try to get more out of her because she might be a little bit more private. So I might get like excess details with her. And then (coughs) with my sister, maybe sometimes I need a little bit more uh, clarity. Uh, Well, not not clarity, but a little bit more context.
1: When you're receiving, I I want details. I want yeah. everybody to tell me all the details. Yes. And I have to understand that I- introverts will take a little... They'll be more l- private. private, they'll be
0: slower in sharing things, exactly. and we have to be more patient and respect that, not panic. I've, I've seen parents with introverted children go in to the rooms of their children uh-huh. and just spy on them and going on their computers and their devices and like a crazy invasion of privacy uh, and that can be one of the worst things you can do to an introvert you have to give them their privacy yeah. now of course if you, you think that your 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 introverted children are surrounded by certain bad influences then you kind of can guide them and talk to them in a logical way but if you come in in an invasive way it's you'll just the push them on away more and they will isolate themselves more in those groups and those uh, No, and we get
1: into worse? trouble because we don't trust our parents and we think we we don't have anybody t- to confide in, because if they are already broke that, uh, it's very difficult, I can tell you. Uh, it gets very, very difficult to, to share sometimes.
0: So, so we have two comments, one from Steve. I'm normally told I'm very electric, but I can remember a few times when my computer mouse broke and I would uh, search through eBay to find the exact model and only mm-hmm. change, the, uh, change when the old one isn't available. And uh, another comment from Ken, who says, I would uh, want the same or an upgrade to my existing devices. Typically, I have a backup parts reduced reduce downtime as well. Yeah, I mean, the, these things, I mean, the, the, the first answer is, yes, sometimes we have a, an extrovert personality, but we might also have certain things of a more introverted personality. So th- th- there might be a mix of electric with metallic in that situation. Uh, sometimes with certain projects as well. Sometimes at work we are more one personality than another sometimes in passion projects we are more, more one personality than another those uh, we talk about that in, with the three states so so sometimes we have those uh, uh, but i can
1: see why other elements would go for the same thing for example an early person if i have found a, a mouse that is comfortable for my hand then I will look for it because it is soft, it's nice, it's comfortable. So I want the same thing. If I am fire, I will want something effective. So I know this one, I know how it works, I know how it functions. So I will look for that effective. It, it's,
0: it's actually efficiency. a very good point. One thing that we talk about in Develop the sometimes, and I, I don't actually think we've had this conversation on the podcast yet, is it's not about what personalities do what, but why... They the do. personalities do what they do. And the same personality might do different things. So the earthly side in her might do different things than the earthly side in me. Or the fire side in her might do different things than the fire side in me. So many times with personality psychology and personality theories, we kind of see certain trends and we sometimes fall into generalizations. And that can be dangerous because um, I've heard people being like, oh yeah, ext- introverts wouldn't paint their hair, only extroverts. And it's like, I know a lot of introverts that paint their hair on it. They just do it differently. They do it with the motivation of, I have a routine every two weeks. I change my hair color and it's part of my routine. They, the way the motivation behind why they do it and how they do it, they might have started it as, as an experiment of how and why can I do it. There's I say this because we have an introverted person on the team here that uh, he paints his hair every Couple of weeks. He dies. Th- dyes his ha- hair. Thank you. Um, I've never dyed my hair, so it's uh, yeah. So anyway, so he dyes his hair every uh, couple of uh, weeks. Uh, that's a big blunder. Uh, he dyes his hair every couple of weeks, and the first time he did it, it was like an experiment on his metallic logical side. Let me see if I can do this. What's the worst thing that can happen? He did it after one of the the, the workshops we had. He did it as an experiment. And he had an internal dialogue with himself. He convinced himself it was a logical experiment. And then when he did it, he liked the routine of every two weeks changing the color. Uh, and like, so we have to be careful not to generalize like that. And then, in, I mean, in the case with with... Uh, with uh, can, for example, one thing that can happen, like saying, I would want the same or an upgrade. Again, that can be different personalities. A uh, 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 metallic side, maybe, oh, I want the same uh, because I know it works, uh, the less downtime. Or or, or a fiery side might be like, I need the best model that's available in that given time. I need want an upgrade. I want the most prestigious. And sometimes, I mean, again, different personalities can, I mean, an electric type might go like, ooh, that's kind of fun. I want the this new flashy thing. But it's all about the motivator behind why those actions are taken, and not that one personality specifically will take that uh, action. Your
1: tendency—it has to be more than a mouse. Uh, it has to be everything you do. It has more structure. Yeah. It, 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 you really like. What are your processes?
0: Better. What are your processes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that will give you a better better overview than what do I do in this specific instance because they're variables that have to be considered
1: yeah and see how you exactly how you communicate how do you express yourself I mean if the way you uh, dress the way you move the way your face moves uh, is more expressive you probably are more introverted extroverted Uh, if uh, you really value the connection with people, and it's really very important for you to have that connection with people, you might have some ambiverted too.
0: That's uh, not to say that other personalities don't value those connections, uh, uh, just I mean that that extroverts might have more friends and more uh, uh, constant change in the social circle, and introverts might have like more privacy and more personal space and maybe very few key individuals.
1: Uh, uh, I was talking with one of my best friends, uh, uh probably my best friend last night, about how somebody was calling him friend, and he was saying, we are not friends, we haven't shared anything. And I was trying to explain to him, you are airy, you are very much into the introverted yeah. side. So for you to catalog them into friendship requires certain mm. steps, yeah. certain things you share. But for an extroverted person, just you say hello, you like each other, that's already makes you yeah, I mean,
0: a, a, an aquatic type or an electric type for different reasons, for different motivators, again, different motivators, different reasons, uh, they might call you their best friend within five minutes of knowing you. Oh, my! I just found my best friend, blah, 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 my friend, my friend. Uh, and uh, electric people, everyone is their friends. Um... The, uh, there's a person here, Steve. He like everyone is their friend until maybe they do something that they're not. But like ev- he says, uh, everyone is mi amigo. Like uh, uh, and electric people, they make friends everywhere. I mean, they they c- can really make connections very fast. And aquatic people, they want to accelerate those connections. So they also in romantic relationships, aquatic people will maybe tell you that they love you faster or express their feelings faster and catalog you as a, as a very a special person faster. so um, um, Because
1: they are so aware of their feelings. They know what they want, they know what they require, so when they find it, they, they can express it, it very with fast. With much well, uh, somebody that, we, uh, some of us that have more introverted uh, elements, we have to think about it, analyze it, yes, no, yes, no. So...
0: Yeah, so anyway, that covers the basics of the elements and the regenerative spaces. We did cover a bit of things that kind of are... A uh, little bit kind of separate topics that we will kind of cover much uh, deeper in, in future episodes. But to recap, start out with identifying what are your elements. Stimulate them with the ideal level of stimulus. Find the activities that fill you with energy and inner peace. Eliminate the the this, uh, well, deal with the situations in your life that are draining you, are stressing you. Don't escape from them. Yes, you can escape temporarily, recharge fast, and then face them. Do not get stuck escaping from them. Uh, deal with them and then kind of also find yourself, find a way to surround yourself with people who regenerate you more, uh, support you more, that make you feel at a better state emotionally, physically, mentally. Uh, because things will be easier that way and diversify your gender spaces. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Try to regenerate in as many different ways as possible and make uh, your life as stimulating in a positive way for you as possible. And remember that everything that uh, we talk about here is not just for yourself. How can you regenerate your children, your employees, your friends, your, 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 your family members? How can you be, be a source of regeneration for the people around you? Because if you can be a source of regeneration for the people around you, they are going to be kinder with you, more flexible with you, more patient with you, so you'll get drained less and kind of that vicious circle of conflict or, or stress might kind of break if you take the first step. I understand that sometimes we kind of want to throw it all onto other people and it's their fault, their responsibility, but sometimes if we take control of our lives and regenerate ourselves first and then others, things can get much easier.
1: And if you lasted the all, all the program... You're still here with us. You probably are interested in our tools. Uh, And what we have to offer. We have a website called developyourelement.com. We have videos on YouTube. We have a Facebook uh, group also called developyourelement. Follow us. Uh,
0: Yeah, we we have daily videos on Instagram now too as well in two Uh different languages, English and Spanish. Uh, We also have channels in other languages like Portuguese and Japanese. I mean, this is a global project. We do have people all over the world. Uh, But at least in English and Spanish, uh, I mean, we have very, very, very frequent uh, video content. And in Portuguese, we're also uh, working on on getting more stuff out in Portuguese for for, for the people in in Brazil and Portugal that that follow us. One anywhere in the world Um, so yeah so also
1: if you want to uh, help us translate into other languages if you want to learn more about uh, these tools if you want us to talk about certain subjects let us know because we are interested uh, in in talking to you and, and sharing this with you
0: we do travel a lot we do um conferences and workshops all over the world so also if someone wants to request a workshop or a conference in, in your country or city let us know and, and we might be able to organize uh, it. thank you for all the messages so all
1: the little hearts all the uh, applause mm. uh, and yeah. all the thank you uh, uh, when we have said something that really appealed to you uh let us know uh we we do notice and we care about you I yeah yeah uh, really, really
0: i mean this project it, uh, it wouldn't be possible with, with everyone behind the scenes, I mean we have a, a whole team here and, and you guys uh, watching us or listening to us in, in different parts of the world so thank you very much for your time your, your, your consideration your, your, your trust and, and uh, your support so thank you, thank you, thank you and uh, that covers it for today and we'll see you next time same time, same place well we might actually be a different place, we'll see uh, and uh, yeah, have a good one
1: Bye. See you soon somewhere.